Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection between relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the studio for another episode. Thanks for joining us, uh, listeners, subscribers. Would you send us a message? Like, we're really wondering who's out there. <laughs> I am waiting for those emails to Coffee roll in. Coffee Convos podcast. Maybe they're like, how do you spell Convos? I don't know. Coffee, you got that one. Convos, C-O-N-V-O-S, podcast at gmail.com. You know what? Topic ideas. We're going into 2020. Uh, what do you want to hear about? We're going and, into 2021. Oh, di- oh, oh my goodness. I started the year over. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was just kidding. Just that. kidding. I can't believe I got the year wrong. That's uh, because I've had too much coffee that I am literally on loop. And so today is going to be You're living a perpetual up, Groundhog Day of 2020? <laughs> no. Nobody wants that. It's the worst movie ever. Not the movie, but the one about 2020. Oh. That will be the worst That movie. would be the worst. But hey, I want to thank our coffee sponsor today, Bren Coffee. Cheers. We're drinking a little bit on their house blend, which is a Guatemalan and Brazil blend. Uh, thanks, Colin and Bren, for all they do for us. Really cool thing. You just came from the first day mm-hmm. of the, the trailer being set up outside of Fellowship North. That's right. It's off, off Tazewell Pike. Pike. Yeah. Yep. 7.30 cool. to 10.30. Maybe. 7.30 to 10.30. So uh, everybody headed to work. Uh, mom's dropping off kids at school if they mm-hmm. still do that. Yep. Um, then get some coffee. Yeah, this will a be latte. a semi-permanent thing for until he gets a brick and mortar. So. so hold up. My favorite latte right now that he is serving is that Mexican mocha. Do you like that? The Mexican chili mocha. Yeah. Spice and sweet. Oh my goodness! Like it hits the back of your throat, and you're like, mm. "It's great." Yeah, it's great. That don't make that noise. Okay. So I'm super excited. Who we have in the studio today, Christian? It's Jay Zartman. Jay Zartman, and Jay. Um, honestly, it's an honor to have you um, as a friend working here in the same building with you. That's where we got to um, develop that relationship initially. Um, but it's just been a privilege to get to just hear your heart as we would just kind of pass in the hallway, stop each other in the offices and um, just, you're such a real guy and you love the Lord, you love your family and you love our community. Um, and those are like the, my three tops for yeah. anybody's. If you love God, love your family, love your community, I want to know you and I want to know more about you. So that's why I'm drawn to Jay. And he doesn't get mad when we mess up his desk and office when he's on vacation. Because we tell him it's his other staff and yeah. not us. That's yeah. true. It's always Jeremiah. Jeremiah, big shout out. You uh, made it on the, podcast. It on the podcast. He listens every week. We love Jeremiah. Um, and so, Jay, I'm just so gra- glad to have you on here. But would you just share with other folks that are listening um, a little bit about yourself, kind of a little bit about your background? I did mention a wife already. I know there's some little ones at home, too. Uh, tell others about that and um, just kind of what you're doing right now and how you got there. Gosh, I'm so excited about being here. It's okay. When you all are messing up my office, I'm coming in here just playing with your mics when you're not here. So I'm just <laughs> That's jealous. Why they're always messed are, up. Uh, they're sense. so cool. But no, seriously, I'm thankful for the opportunity to come and speak and talk about faith and God and relationships and leadership. So, yeah, um, yeah I grew up in a little um, interesting part of the world called Sono. 
Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. South Shout Knox. Out. Yeah. On the other side of the the river. Yeah. And uh, It's not across the tracks. It's across the river. You know that old That's saying, right. cross the river. It's over the river and through the woods. There do, you go. Do you know it? I don't. No. Uh, I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> I can't uh, say the rest. <laughs> too racy, I guess. Gotcha. I don't know it. Well, home of iJams, um, hey. or IMS, however you like to say it, um, Yield Steakhouse and South Duel. And, um, <laughs> These are the icons of Soto. Here that's right. And so it depends on how you say it, whether or not you've, you were born there. If you say Dole, Dole. or Doyle. And so uh, uh, you got to get that right. Marvel Maryville. Yeah. And, gotcha. and the people that go there now don't say South Doyle. They just say, oh, yeah, I went to Doyle. Oh. Or Doyle. Dole. Yeah. Dole. Oh, Dole. I almost did it wrong. Dole. I know. But, I did. but it's okay. Um, yeah, so I grew up in South Dole, uh, South Knoxville. I, I um, you know, raised by a single mom. Um, mm. Dad passed away when I was 10. Um, uh, gosh, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But um, played football. Um, was Church life was super important to me. Um, my young adult group, uh, YAM, was super important to me growing up. Um, I dated uh, a sweet little lady for three years, high school sweetheart, and then five more years. Dated for eight years. She could not say no when I asked her to marry me, and now we've been married for 11 years. Wow, my that's wonderful amazing. wife, Megan. So, wow. high school she, she couldn't say no. I'm not even sure what that means, but that sounds amazing. Like, oh, did you have she, like she was stuck? Yeah. yeah, it's like eight years of your life. <laughs> so, like, I can't go back now and get these back. I'm yeah. mine as well, is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, trapped in a corner. Just, oh, no. Those no. who know Beautiful me, marriage. those who know me, know that she's the rock, she's the mm. reason. Um, that I'm stable. Uh, I think I was having a conversation with someone on the phone the other day, and they asked me how Megan's doing. Actually, we've got three kids and one on the way in December. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. So this is the the one with the bow on top. Yeah, it cool. is. And we don't have a name picked out yet, and two months left. Gender? Do you know? Nope. We're going to be surprised. surprised. I love it. Yeah. So, Unwrap that one. Because my um, anxiety. It does a little yeah. bit. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for him, not, not because I would ever want to be in that position. Yes. So I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they said, how's Megan doing because of the pregnancy? I said, she's doing really good you know, physically. I guess spiritually she's you know, anxious and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and the, the response was, why is she so anxious? And I said, I don't know. She's married to me. I, don't, you know, I said, would you not be anxious a little bit too? So she puts up a lot, and she's awesome. So um, love her. So been married 11 years. Like I said, three kids, uh, one on the way. And uh, now I get to work. I've, gosh, I've done sales management for the bed store. I've owned a, a Quiznos restaurant with my family. Mm. Uh, and now I have the oppor- great opportunity to work for Knoxville Leadership Foundation and, and run a program called Operation Backyard, which does minor home repairs in the, in the community. And like you said earlier, we get to share a building. That's awesome. And how long have you been with OBY and KLF? Yeah, so I have been with them for uh, uh, with the program for six years. It's That's crazy awesome. to think about. Yeah. Wow. So um, I started actually volunteering with Operation Backyard. Okay. Um, just wanted to get my hands dirty and wanted to meet people and yeah. and see the community and help where I could, and that kind of goes back to my young adult group that I, that was real formative to me, and we got out and tried to serve in our community and um, actually. Found out through operation about Operation Backyard through Megan going to Johnson University, mm. David Alt, who used to be the yeah. who's still with us now as a VP, and so 
real cool, cool story there. God was working all over it. So wow. worked as a volunteer, and then the opportunity came up, and I thought, man, that is that's gonna that's a great opportunity to go and give ramps to people who need it and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. serve our community so well. Yeah. Man, it's a beautiful organization. I think there's probably people listening that are two things here. One, like they're like, man, I, I live in Knoxville. What? I know KLF, but what does OBY do? What does Operation Backyard do? You need to look them up. You need to get yeah. connected to Jay and Jeremiah and their their teams and, and start developing a group, get a group together and go down and bless some people in our communities. They're serving... Uh, they're serving widows. They're helping uh, elderly. They're, mm-hmm. they're helping those that can't help themselves. Uh, it's the call of Christ. Uh, and the other thing is people are listening. They're like, man, I feel called, but where do I start? You start by volunteering, Jake's yeah. telling me. You know, most of our staff members uh, at Kiko all volunteered first yeah. um, because you identify passion and call. They're going to do it for free. Man, you get to bless them and, and say, hey, would you, would you do this full time? Would you yeah. do this with us and on board? And they're like... Are you are you serious? Like those are the best ones, man. I love it. I love the volunteer to. I get to do this every day now. Yeah, mm, that's yes. so beautiful. It's like it the is. assistant high school coach and now coaching college ball somewhere. Oh man, next to the NFL. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. You, there you go. So yeah. starting low, working your way up. Here Dole. you are. Dole. Dole. That's right. <laughs> I love it, Jay. Thanks for sharing that. That's such good stuff. But uh, tell me a little bit along the way. So you talked a little bit. You mentioned um, just a blip of what home life was like. You mentioned. Uh, a little bit about um, kind of even you know young adult groups that were influential, but who is it that has really been, I guess, a uh, a pillar in your life that really just spoke into some key moments and kind of helped you form, develop, push you forward, encourage you? What what's that look like for you? Who's that been? Yeah, great question. I think when I look back at my life, God has just put so many people in my in my path to say, I need you to learn this from them. I need you to learn this from them. And even though I, you know, at age 10 lost my father and kind of felt like I was a, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. I was, you know, kind of didn't, didn't, um, didn't have that relationship. I feel like he just put so many people. So I, I, I picked out a couple of people's and I, and I, I would not do it justice by not starting with my mom, just single parent. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. A and, hero. Yeah. Um, and um, to couple that with my grandfather, who everybody in Sono and South Knoxville know, knew as Pops. Unfortunately, we lost him two years ago, but just mm-hmm. so special, patient, kind, loving, mailman for 30 years. Oh, cool. So just really. It's Christian's dad. Yeah. yeah. That's mailman. Yeah, so it, you know he just knew everybody. So I I would uh, I have to start out with those two. But one cup one person I want to talk about is my a youth leader that made just so much impact on me when I was young and and um, I was in those formative years and playing football and what direction I was going to go and and uh, Jim Thornton. Um, Jim Thornton. Yeah, and he he uh, he came in. Um, just had passion for Christ, and he all, uh, gosh, he challenged me to races, and he would beat me. He played college ball and uh, didn't like that. Um, Come on, I love it that he can still remember that he beat him. Yeah. That means there's hope for, like, all these challenges I've been throwing down with these kids. There's yeah. nothing that makes Jim feel better than to beat those younger kids, let me just tell you, and I know that from experience. And Jim was 34 when he beat me in a race, Uh-oh. and I am now 34, so... Can you look do at, it? No. Mm-mm. What? I would, I would not beat very many people oh, in, in the youth group right now in a race, so a uh, lot more respect for that. So he, he a lot of passion. He was uh, newly married, and um, I got to see how he raised his family, and 
you know, he always would say, man, people will disappoint you, but God will never mm -hmm. just rely on him. Uh, and so I just remember him giving me a direction, him giving me a, a path that was not one that was just what I wanted or what the world was saying. It was like Christ. He is the, he is the focus. He is the reason and everything else will fall into place. So I, it's just so you know, I spent three years with him, and it was just real special. Still stay in touch with him. Gosh, I got I got baptized just in 2019. Um, it's a super special experience. I could go mm -hmm. on and on about that, but he was there to, to see that. Oh, so that wow. was that was really cool for me too. So, uh, gosh, youth leaders, what would you do without them? Yeah, yeah. So, um, gosh, I'll, I'll tell you another one if I can. Uh, yeah. But kind of at the same time. Come on. Um, was a pastor. Uh, I grew up in the Methodist Church, and so Methodist Church sometimes you don't have pastors stay for for a super long time. Sure. But this guy stayed for ten years. Wow, Pastor um, Robert Countess, and he was just so good. I, the I was in sixth grade when I first met him, and he came to a swimming party that we had, and he picked me up and he slammed me in the pool, and I was like. It's what a race, I, and now it's a, it's a slam in the pool. Boom. I see where you're going. It was so cool. I was like, what a what a cool pastor to be yeah. slamming people in the pool. <laughs> what, a, what a baller. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, Michael. I love thugs behind the pool pit, man. That's right. Nothing like can I Can I say this one? So Saturday we had our fall festival. Oh, man. And and Michael switches teams to the other team. Because <laughs> they needed help. They needed help. They, they couldn't get the ball moving. Um, I drafted well. The other team didn't. First play. Uh, so Michael gets a little screen pass, takes off running, and we can get him. We have a sixth grader that's out there. I think he's seventh. I found out. I was correct. Is he seventh now? Maybe. Okay. Either well, way, he's small. He moves up to uh, to like try, try to, to take pull my flag. flag. Michael does a spin move and then lowers his <laughs> shoulder into this kid. And this kid just like looks like Mike Tyson just knocked him out. Just boom. Literally hits like, the dirt, just lays there. Michael goes and scores a touchdown. Vertically flying backwards. <laughs> Kid kind of just lays there. Hits the ground. We pick him up, and he's like, uh, no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that was his last play. And then all the, his Michael's now team is like, guys, we just got to get him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was an epic moment for me. Yeah. Not so much for Braden. Braden is also so sorry. Michael is Braden's pastor at church, and mm. I'm his youth leader. So yeah, I lost a lot of. I, I don't know if I gained influence. Apparently, with Jay, it gained influence. Yeah. So I think now I have a crucial moment to really speak <laughs> into Braden's life. That's right. And bring healing. You, well, he definitely needs healing. Can you heal a concussion? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his clavicle. <laughs> Anyways. I'm encouraged by what you're sharing with me this morning. He will be talking about it when he's 34. I so hope so. Yeah. Dude, I had this awesome pastor who, hit me so hard. who lined me. <laughs> and that's about all I remember. He knocked the wind out of me, but I was filled with the wind of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's going to be something like Amen. that. <laughs> Shout what? out to the UMC, though. I'm, I'm so glad that Pastor Robert you know, had an impact on your life. Ten years, though. When we moved to Knoxville, it was um, getting connected to the Methodist church in our neighborhood in East Knoxville that even selected where my family chose to live. Um, and that pastor got to serve a little bit longer as well. Bill and Bobby Wells loved them. Um, so I love this story. Keep going. Yeah, so what I learned from him is patience and a consistency that you don't see very many, you see very much in people nowadays. And so for him, one story stands out. There's many stories, but one story one story stands out, and that is I was walking in Walmart, and I saw him at a distance walking in Walmart with his daughter at the time, Amanda, and, and uh, she's a dear friend of ours, too. And 
he had his arm around her and it was just a moment of like, I care about this time that I get to spend with my daughter. As simple as it is going grocery shopping or just shopping period. And so uh, I just remember that now as a father now and, and the, the little moments and the times that I get to love on them and care for them. And um, so, yeah, consistent, patient. Um, I learned a lot from Pastor Robert. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, those are really good stories. Um, I know there's probably a lot more as far as the folks that have influenced you, maybe even some current. And I love what you said about how you've had folks that have kind of um, kind of been that mentor, so to speak. I've never had like a designated mentor. I know we've talked about that, you know, one that you meet with weekly. and But I've had ones that I had in my life to speak into being a father or I looked up to into, you know, being a good husband or I looked up to in... Uh, as a leader in an organization or the church. And so I kind of like selected them or naturally had a relationship with them. And um, so I know there's a lot more that, that you've had that you said have spoken into these different areas. And uh, if there's others that come up, you know, share those with us. But one thing that in 2020 I am seeing, because we are leaving this year, despite what I said earlier, Moving we're on. going to 2021, mm-hmm. regardless of what December 31st says. And so Share a little bit as you look back at this year at what is happening in our nation and the culture. Um, what is an area of leadership that you see is a great need? It is a deficit right now, and you hope to you know grow in this yourself, but you also are just aware that man, if what the world needs now, it's this. You know what what are you what are you seeing? What are you identifying in that regard? Gosh, I think for I kind of consider myself in the in the infant stage of leadership. You know, as, uh, this this process is going to be a lifelong thing, and I look forward to to growing in my skills of leadership. But I, I feel if if I could just give you my opinion, it's being intentional uh, with relationships. It's not just breezing over, slowing down. I think the the, um, the pandemic has has taught a lot of us that. But being intentional, it's okay to be super intentional. It's so I guess back to one of your questions was is if, if a mentor. So there was a mentor I met three years ago. I, I didn't call him a mentor at the time, but at three years ago I just randomly called him because of Operation Backyard had needed an opportunity to to to, to partner with his church. Got talking with him. We ended up not partnering with the church, but we ended up sitting at coffee, and he was like, "Would you want to meet regularly?" just to dive into your faith. And I thought, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. And I really not done that uh, very well with very many people. And so uh, the very first meeting he was there, he had a paper of what he wanted to kind of get uh, accomplish. And I thought that is intense and that's intentional. And so I I really appreciate that. And then we spent three years together um, really, um, him pouring into me and just asking me questions and drawing out stories and holding me accountable. Mm-hmm. His name is Jim Mill Irons. He just moved back to Georgia, but spent great uh, spent the last uh, I guess um, five, seven, eight years in Knoxville, and I'm sure he poured into a lot of people. But I really appreciate that. So I guess leadership being intentional, like yeah. pulling that piece of paper out and saying, "Look, this is what we're going to go over. This I want to know you. I want to." I want to see if I can help you and and learn from you, and so I think that wow, what a yeah. good story! Uh, yeah, so I'm challenged by that. That's so it reminds good. me of Dave. For mm-hmm. me, you know, just someone that was intentional over coffee, but spent four years of my college life just shaping and pouring into me. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's so good. That's so good. Moving on to 
what I like to call a rapid fire round. Uh, yes, we're gonna have some guns. Yeah, Nerf guns. We're gonna have some fun questions for you, Jay. Um, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, Michael and I know, and I guess you've listened, so you you've, you've heard that some of the favorite movies we've had on here are Mel Gibson. Uh, one after another, Mel Gibson. So, but for you, I like to as I pitch it, uh, your favorite movie, the one that you can sit down watch at any point if it's on TV, or the one that you just always keep going back to to feel good. What is it? He's gonna say Elf. I well, know it. I just. You know, uh, please forgive me, but I don't remember all the Mel Gibson movies, so I've had to mark off like the top three, which were all Mel Gibson movies. So I'm gonna go to my number four. <laughs> no, it was um, not. Actually, let, I do like Mel Gibson a lot. Um, however, um, love Remember the Titans. Oh, awesome. so good. That's a good one. Saw it as a, I guess, high schooler came out in the early 2000s somewhere. Yeah. And, um, remember. Applicable today, yep. then, in the future. Who doesn't like Denzel? Denzel makes you Man. cry. Yeah, makes you want to play football. You're cheering. Yeah, all of mm-hmm. it. Makes you want to break down race relation. You know, Come break on. down the race problem in, in in our country and our communities. And um, yeah, perfect. Love yeah. it. I, want, awesome. I need to watch that again. Yeah, my, it's been a bit. Family. But yeah. that uh, that scene where they're all like, humming, hey goodbye, chills, um, man. Come on, gives you chills. Yeah. All right, remember uh, book. Favorite, uh, most influential book. So we heard your movie. I have an idea of uh, where yeah. it could be. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I did happen to give Christian a, a book here. Donald Miller's, um, uh, let's say, a Million Miles in a Thousand Years. That was my favorite one in 2019. It, he he kind of walks through life after Blue Like Jazz, and I thought that was just an interesting one. He, he walks through life not having a father. Mm-hmm. His father kind of went away from him, so I can, re, could relate to that. Probably the first book I ever almost teared up. Hmm. Can I say that? Like, yeah. I almost teared up like, yeah. reading a book. Isn't that wild? Um, but uh, just going from a mundane life to, to, to an extraordinary life or, or to, a, uh, for, to an exciting life or a meaningful narrative, as he says on the back of the book, really like that book. That's a fun read. I like. Um, I tend to stick with uh, spiritual, you know, books, and um, I, I love uh, family worship by Donald Whit- uh, Whitney. I, I, one of my favorites going over at, at work is "Surprise the World" by Michael Frost. It's real easy, applicable to what we do, and 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 us as Christians and faith leaders. I still love um, picture books. You know, I'm still stuck with the big picture. So I, I he love. He just hit my list. Yeah, <laughs> he's, getting, he's about to get to it. I love um, small books uh, that have a lot of pictures. So uh, Tim Elmore actually is a is an author that I like. He's out of Atlanta. He does Habitudes, and he teaches leadership principles through it. And he mm-hmm. uses he uses imagery to do that. And I yeah. love those books. And so been going over them for years. Actually was taught. Um, or was shown it by uh, the previous uh, employer that I, I worked for. Uh, shout out to uh, Bedstore, Roger and CJ, if they ever listened. But they, uh, they, they, um, I learned that from them and and just st- stuck with it. And I, I love the practices. There's always these stories and these imagery that um, that stay with you. Yeah, so good. Wow, his awesome. book list just like brought up our intelligence level of our podcast like significantly. I know, right? Man, that was the like picture books. You came, no, but you came with like a list. Yeah, that's amazing. Usually they have to like pull through the depths. Uh, I remember book. reading a book. Yeah, high school in. book. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> most people that talk to me know I love Donald Miller, so yeah. I was really excited. We talked about that in your office. 
uh, Scary Close. If you're not listening, you guys should check that one out too. Um, this time of year, I always think of uh, it's very comforting, comfortable, uh, and food is big at this point in the year. Now, your comfort food doesn't have to be this time of year. We'll get to that question. But what is your favorite go-to feel-good food? Gosh, I'm a big foodie. Yeah. Well, let me let me take take that back. So, um, God brought me through a really hard time a year ago this uh, this week, and that was uh, went through. I had a heart stint put in. Hmm. Amazing. It was crazy. Uh, God saw me through the whole thing, and uh, like nine days leading up to that, He He kept telling me uh, Matthew six thirty three. He's like, seek first the kingdom, and it's a whole, the whole paragraph is about don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious. I was like. Okay, it's like the ninth time I've heard this, and and then and then and it happened on November 9th of 2019. So wild story, um, but back to food. I before that I used to be a foodie. I used to know all the dyes. I actually I hate to admit this on on on, the, on here, but I have a Google mapped of all restaurants that I've been to, and I and I had like potentials and that's awesome. I, <laughs> So I I love dives. I love um, like the food shows. Yeah. And when I go places on business or pers- uh, personal trips, I always research them weeks in advance to see where the the right spots okay. are. And I then put them in a Google Google Maps and oh. and map them out. This so is I'm, incredible. I it's weird. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, more salads now and and less foodie experiences. But do they I still, still get a drop point on your Google Map, even for salads and such, or wherever you hit? I at least <laughs> look at the pictures I, uh, <laughs> while you're eating your salad. Yeah, of, yeah. of the restaurant next door, yeah. the yes. meatloaf ribs. Yes. <laughs> Comfort food, though, favorite food, uh, hands down, pizza. Love okay. pizza. What's your um, favorite pizza place? It's my wife's love language. Dazzo's. Dazzo's. Dazzo's downtown. Pretty, yeah. Uh, there's nothing that compares pretty yeah. much in my book. Not in, 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 okay. not in uh, Knoxville. but you, you like a big slice. But what is your favorite? Yeah. Uh, so pizza, what's your favorite kind of region of pizza then? Like the Chicago, the New York? I visited. California with the weird stuff? Uh-oh. Not been to California. Sorry, California. But I've been to Detroit on a trip, and that's as closest to Chicago that I've been. And I had a Chicago deep dish, and that was the best meal I've ever mm-hmm. had in my entire life. So I, I had a deep dish on the cusp of being lactose intolerant. And I wish I could go back to that day a lot when I like saw that sauce with the layer of cheese under it and that beautiful, flaky, buttery crust. I'd go back in a heartbeat before lactose intolerance and just eat a whole one if I knew that I would be lactose intolerant a couple months later. There you go. So it was, it was glorious. So I have a question. So we work with a lot of volunteers at Operation Backyard, and they're all over the nation. And so one thing that we always kind of come up with is, a, is an icebreaker every summer. And so we've had these, like, icebreakers over the last few summers, and they've been all revolving around food. So can I ask you a question? Uh-oh. This yeah. is his podcast this is now. That, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a fry question. Can I ask fries? you fries? Yeah, sure. So I'm gonna give you five fries, and I need you mm. to kind of tell me your best one, and then all the way to five. So uh, I kind of know what the uh, almost the 60, right answer is. Well, what? I know what the 60 plus people we uh, we polled that that summer said, and these were people from all over the nation. Sure. So here we go. Think about it. This is no 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 order, by the way. Steak fries. Okay. Straight fries. Waffle fries. Curly fries and crinkle fries. 
It's hard. Am I putting them? Do I get to name like? Or just the most one through five. Like five, four, three, two, one. Yep. Five being favorite. Oh, worst. Five worst. So number one is my best. Yes. Okay. Number one, waffle fry. Mm -hmm. Number two, crinkle. Number three is going to be tough. Um, I'm going to go with straight fry and then, believe it or not, steak fry, then curly fry. Curly fry could be bumped up, I think, ahead of steak Heck fry because no. too too potatoey. But definitely waffle fry and crinkle fry, hands down, I'm yeah. just going to stick with those as my yeah, favorite. Those are also same. I'll echo that. Yep. Except I'm a curly third and steak fry is at the bottom because gross. Yeah, they're too potatoey. I get it. I do. So... Your number two is what? Let me ask you again. Crinkle. Really? Mm-hmm. Waffle fry, then crinkle. Wow. I love yeah. how, like... Jay, I don't care what these 60 people said. <laughs> they could be wrong. Yeah. I mean... So... <laughs> but I'm, I'm also upset that sweet potato fry is not yeah, on sweet there. sweet potato fry did offend me. Yeah. yeah. It did. Because I would totally Too drop unique. steak fry and straight fry. Yeah. Even curly fry for... I mean, straight fry is cool. I mean, I like steak and shakes, little skinny things, but... Those aren't good. No, those are... Yeah, those are almost like those uh, potatoes that you, like, get in that one aisle of the grocery store oh, that are, like, little, little crunchy things. Like, <laughs> salad topper. Like... <laughs> I mean, tell you, steak, like steak and shake is like just 30 seconds away in that fryer from being in those jars. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so the uh, number one to five, I'll go with five. Steak fries were number five. Okay, good. Yeah, so nobody nobody really likes steak fries. Do, what do you think of when you think of steak fries? Walmart. Uh, my grandma. Walmart. Grandma. Like, it's just old, well, outdated. Yeah, well, I think, think of Walmart. Walmart. I just love the grandma right now. I do think so. about a steakhouse serving sure. steak fries. Okay. But I'm like, man, they can do better. Okay, so number four, crinkle. What? Yeah. Where do you think of when you think of crinkle? Uh, gas station. Yeah, gas station Which or uh, Zaxby's. Zaxby's has crinkle. Okay. Zinc. Yep. yep, Zaxby's. Yeah. Yep. Number three, cur- um, straight, McDonald's. Okay. Sure, McDonald's. Okay. Number two, curly. Arby's. And number one, Walmart. none other than Hands down. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Closed yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's um, <laughs> we we love food, and we've actually got a, a bunch of other polls that we won't get into that today. But we love um, food too much around Operation Backyard. Yeah. Uh, well, he's taking over these questions. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to one more seasonal seasonal question. Uh, what's your favorite seasonal food item or beverage? Something that brings uh, brings joy to the soul when you think about it. I am super boring. When it comes to seasonal stuff, my my wife will uh, attest to that. So I'm gonna go just with the Reese's Christmas tree because <laughs> I'll I wow. get the tree, okay. I get the egg, I get the uh, the mm-hmm. pumpkin, and so really you're gonna get Reese's no matter what season it is. Pretty yeah. much, this yeah. is you're just a Reese's answer. guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with the season at all. I was expecting like pumpkin pie, Eggnog. pecan pie, eggnog. No, don't like them. No, none of them. Interesting. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna eat what I eat all year long yeah. in a different shape. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Uh, Last question of rapid fire that hasn't been too rapid. Um, (laughs) Most bizarre uh, work experience. So, like, you're on a job. What's been like most bizarre or funniest? Gosh, I'll stay with rapid. Then I was working with uh, Johnson University's soccer team out um, redoing a whole roof. The boys or the girls? The boys. Okay, shout out Uh, to the girls who just won regional. That's awesome. Sweet, awesome. Uh, Congrats. Um, and so we were up on a roof. There was a big tree line 
uh, you couldn't see in the distance what the weather was. We were all swinging hammers, putting down um, uh, roofing stuff, and and it was there was a lot of stuff up there, a lot of people up there. We were swinging. Next thing you know, the um, dark clouds come over the over the over the hills a little bit, and then lightning hits right across the street <laughs> while we're all swinging oh, metal. Oh my goodness hammers on a uh, on a roof i yell get down we're all sliding down it immediately hits rain uh no one got hurt um we waited 30 minutes and we went back up there (laughs) shout out to johnson they were some beast yeah they were beasts hopefully those that are contacting operation backyard did so before we got to this part of the (laughs) uh, podcast that's Uh, right yeah they may close close the browser out nothing has happened like that ever before ever (laughs) since (laughs) that is a very unique situation one time in six years by the way (laughs) that's a good story though i like it so jay man enjoyed what you have shared with us so far tell me what what's one thing that um you would like to accomplish in your own life or ministry um, that money's no object, just something that you're like, man, if I had X, if I just had, if I could just do this. And Bryn was probably the most surprising to me. I thought, oh man, it's going to be coffee shop. It's going to be this. He like, he like, like ended a pandemic that the world's been facing for a hundred. No, he like solved, uh, you know, the problem of orphans. Yeah. Um, so I just would be curious, you know, what's something that you're passionate about that's in your heart that if you could do money's no object, you're going for it. Wow. Tough question. Um, seems like there's a lot out there. I think just for me, what's right in front of me is me being a good father and me to be a good husband. And what does that look like? And me being making disciples in my own house before I start elsewhere. So, man, I, I would love to equip marriages to where we could see divorce rate as low as it possibly can go. I'd yeah. love to see that. I'd love to see men loving on their wives like they're supposed to. I'd love to see wives supporting and loving their husbands. And, um, and you know, you take care of marriages, kids are taken care of, uh, communities so are strengthened. So, I, yeah, I'll go with, um, I'll go with uh, improving marriages. Wow. Not seeing that divorce rate so high and just seeing um, people reconciled. Families yeah. whole and healthy. Mm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's really good, man. I didn't, I, I can definitely see how you're passionate about that and God's mm. going to, God's going to use you. I'm, I'm believing for some open doors for that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really cool. So tell me a little bit more. Uh, what What do you see coming up the next five years? What's What's on Jay's radar? Obviously, you got a baby that's going to be rolling out in December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! I'm a... And then we'll insert Bing! here, boy Fresh or girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's, what's next? Uh, man, serve families well. Just, you know, yeah. we always say people over projects at Operation Backyard. I want to continue to serve families well in um, in this community and wherever I am. And what's the most fa- uh, number of families you've served in a given year? Yeah, so we've gosh, last year we we were able to to you set records, didn't you? Yeah, we were able to help 130 families. Oh my goodness! Partnered with 1,400 volunteers. Those are people, not projects, folks. Those are people. Those are families. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And there's multiple people in those homes. Absolutely. So, so that's just one last name, family. So, um, and then, um, yeah, so, but there are a lot of projects being done. Gosh, volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do 
Yeah. Just like Kiko, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without our volunteers. So, yeah. so thankful for our, our volunteers. And um, I want to serve them well. I want to be the best program director programmatically sure. that I possibly can. I want, to, I want to serve the families well, and I want to grow the kingdom of God. I, awesome. I want to make relationships. Kingdom. I want to make disciples and, and uh, whatever that looks like in my family and my, in my work. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my goal. So if you had a, a gazillion teams, how many projects right now do you have on the books that are just waiting yeah, good questions. I we probably have two hundred uh, families just waiting just in the on, pipeline, just waiting for us to get out there. And, wow, um, there's a lot of hurt and need out there as we as we you know, are going through this in our community. Yeah, there's um, you could just drive down the road and see where people need ramps, they need accessibility, porch repair, they need painting, they need roofing, and uh, other minor home repairs around their home. And so, um, man. That's just an avenue to get out there to yeah. to 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 know them better. That's yeah. really all it is. It's it's a way for the church to get out and say, look, I want to I want to get to know a family, and oh by the way, we're going to build a ramp at the same time. Yeah. Oh by the way, we're going to be able to get them in another house so that they can actually go somewhere. And yeah. I think we just uh, were able to help a a, a, um, a lady, um, and she had informed us that she had only been out of her house one time since February. Wow. You know. So I think a lot of that is probably COVID, but then a lot of it is accessibility. She could not get out of her home. Wow. I think, and, and she shared, um, another lady the same exact week said that the, the walls, 95 years old, such spunk, love her, just her passion. Her, uh, she said the walls were closing in. The, the She felt like the walls mm-hmm. were just, she just, uh, there was no way out. So yeah. that's where... Operation Backyard comes in, and we want to serve those families. We want to find out who who needs help and go out and help them. That's so incredible, changing their lives. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it sure is. Man, what's one thing you would go back and tell 22-year-old Jay? If you could go back and give him the wisdom and insight you've gained now, uh, what what would that be? Yeah, stop using the Bible as a, as a, I don't know, as a book stop. You know, it, use it as a... Dust that, dust the Bible off and use it. Read it. I think uh, Billy Graham said it best. What, what's one, uh, one, some regrets that he has, and he shared, uh, he'd he'd talk less and study more. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! If Billy Graham's is wanting to study more, that's what I would, I would, I would just get in front of me at age twenty-two and say, study, study the Word of God. The only way you're going to know God is getting His Word. Yeah. Um, you can. Um, it's so good. You can pray and you can all that, which is great. But study the Word of God. So I think. Wow. Um, and I, Billy Graham, I, my son's name is Graham. So Billy Graham's uh, yeah, influential uh, on in, in my life. So love. Um, you know, he he went on to talk a little bit more about like uh, spending time with other Christians and, and fellowship with believers and spending more time with family. Uh, but his his first thing was is speak less and study more. That's so good. It's challenging. Well, I mean, I feel like when you're saying that, I'm thinking about uh, advice to young leaders that Mm -hmm. is scriptural. Well, Paul tells Timothy, hey, study to show yourself well approved. Mm -hmm. If if you want to show yourself as an added value, get in God's word, get in his scripture, know it, know how to live it out. Uh, Because when the moment arises for you, right, to Mm -hmm. take the baton, then 
you've got this bedrock that is solid in God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think right now, man, what the world needs more, especially our nation, yeah. isn't people that are studying headlines or studying, um, you know, mm-hmm. trace evidence of things that are happening, but are studying God's word and what is his plan and what are what, what is he saying today for us that hasn't changed. Yeah, yes. hasn't changed. Man, that's so good. It's the same advice to young leaders, isn't yeah. it? I was thinking the same, you know. If anything, if you could hear anything, just speak less. Oh, wow. Yeah. Study more. Speak mm-hmm. less. Study speak more. less. Wow. That's so good. Jay, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for love having it. My goodness. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Every single one of these are so different. We I love know, it. I know. Uh, we love the stories and the people we get to connect with and hope you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review and share it with others because uh, we believe that we are all better together and it's our relationships that have helped us develop and grow in our faith and increase the sphere of influence that we have, the leadership that we all operate in. And so thanks for joining us. Don't forget to email us, coffeeconvos podcast at gmail.com. Till next time, we'll talk to you then. Peace.